Hello everyone, welcome. Today we have our first guest, Katharina. Welcome Katharina, thank you so much for coming here to drop some gems, to share your story, and to just uplift the community. Um, Katharina, if you don't know who she is, you better get to know right now. When you log on to Blueprint, Katharina is one of the first faces you see. Um, I know because I checked previously. Um, when you log on to Blueprint, um, Katharina is an MS3 at UCLA. She's also a wonderful auntie, a mentor, a writer, and a world traveler as well. She just came back from Paris. I did, I did. I was... Okay. Vuvuvule or whatever that whatever that <laughs> thing is that was me I was having the time of my I life love I love that and I think just watching you live your life thrive as a MD student and thrive as a traveler and just thrive in general is going to inspire so many people so let's get right to it firstly why MD why did you choose this career path why medicine there are a lot of a lot of ways I can answer this but I guess I guess I should start. I wanted to be a doctor literally straight out the womb. There was like never any doubt in my mind that this is what I wanted to do. Um, but when I was younger, I like would frequently get sick. Unfortunately, um, no one really knew what was wrong with me. I was constant headaches. Like I had like a bleeding disorder, but they weren't sure what kind of bleeding disorder. I basically missed like half of seventh grade um, because I was always in and out of the doctor's office. But I had the best doctors. I had the best pediatric hematologist, oncologist, the best pediatrician. And my mom's an ER nurse, so she was like my warrior and everything when it came to this. So that experience kind of what is what propelled me to medicine because I just had such great physicians and like they didn't just treat me as like some enigma or like some case to be solved. Like they treated me like a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old girl. Um, and it made me fall in love with medicine. It made me fall in love with like working with children. And it was from like that moment that I knew that I was going into something pediatrics related. I love that. So let, let's talk about like turning that dream into a vision, you know, um, having this dream to be a doctor. What was it like for you putting in the work to get into medical school? Yeah, the MCAT, first of all, undergrad is no joke. Um, went to school in a quarter system. That was no joke. It yeah. Was, it was try you. And it would try you, but it also prepared me for medical school. There's one thing I'm grateful for coming out of Drexel is that quarter system because the way it goes so fast, there's, that's how you have to learn in med school. You learn everything back to back to back. Um, but it could take a toll on you. Imposter syndrome is very real because you see everyone else around you um, in the bio department slowly but surely like leaving and changing majors and switching. You're like, can I do this? Is this possible? Um, and the MCAT's a beast. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows I have beef with the MCAT. <laughs> Same. The exam is not, not the best. It's not, it's not a great exam in my humble opinion, but you know, that's what they have to use and that's what we have to take. And that's just what it is. Um, but it really took a lot of mental fortitude to just, I took the MCAT three times. Um, oh, twins. Yeah. I must take my third time as well. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> after you've gone through that three times, there's honestly nothing you can do. You can do anything you put your mind to if you've taken the MCAT three times. Yeah. <laughs> and you just have to like, you have to like really have a sound, strong sense of self and a strong mental fortitude because it really, really can be demoralizing. Yeah. Like having to pay for that exam again, having to walk into Prometric again, um, seeing your score and not being entirely happy with it. 
but it's what you have to do because you know this is what you've been called to do this is what you've put on your heart to do in this life so you just do what you got to do at the end of the day but it's writing all these secondaries going to these interviews you just put your best foot forward because at the end of the day you know i'm here to do it there are people who've been before me who've done it there are going to be people after me who've done it so why can't it be me thank you so much for sharing that um i think Definitely, the MCAT is a beast itself. I'm taking it my third time as well, hopefully my last time. Um, but my question right now was, what made you comfortable with that third and last time? Like, this is it. I'm not taking the MCAT anymore. How did you go about that? I think what made me comfortable was, I was just like, at the end of the day, whatever happens, happens. You just have to have that sense of peace, knowing that you gave it all. Cause you gave it, gave it your all the first time, you give it your all the second time and you're giving it your all right now the third time. Yeah. You just have to like trust and believe that whatever score I'm meant to get is the score I'm gonna, I'm meant to have. Yeah. And wherever I'm supposed to be is where I'm supposed to be. And that's like what like my mom used to remind me of because I was ready to like throw in the towel. I was ready to like transfer schools. I was just, she was like, at the end of the day, it's just a number. Yeah. And you're going to end up exactly where you're meant to be in the specialty you're meant to be. So I have to like, you have to remind yourself because you've yeah. put in the work. It's not like you haven't put in the work. Yeah. If you wanted to go into medicine, you're not, no one who goes into medicine is lazy. Like yeah. you have that strong willpower and determination to get it done. So you just have to have faith that it'll all work out. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. But sitting here three years later on the other side of it, I was like, I was really stressing for no reason. Wow. Stressing for Whoa. no reason. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I think definitely that mental fortitude, like you mentioned earlier, earlier and just being confident in yourself does a lot. Um, at the end of the day, it is just a number, even though you place so much emphasis on it. Thank you so much for sharing. Another part of this is like representation as well. That's a big part of this series. I just wanted to know what does representation mean for you? How have the people after how the people before you inspired you and encouraged you in this field? Um, well, growing up, at least there was not really anyone in particular that I looked up to. I just knew that the day I'm going to be a doctor, point blank period, even if there's, I haven't seen anyone who's looked like me doing it, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter. But one person who's actually like really inspired me, um, is some, my old boss, actually, Dr. Thais Gaines. Um, she's an ER physician and she's also a medical correspondent. She does branding for physicians. She's like a jack of all trades and she does it all. She's a mother and she's just so amazing how she carries herself and is able to just get it all done. And like, I want to be like her because she can get it all done, but still like enjoy life, slow down and be the best doctor that she can be, be the best medical correspondent, journalist. Um, yeah, she's she's great. She's She's a busy woman. And I don't know how she does it, but yeah. that's that's what I aspire to be. I feel that multi-hyphenate lifestyle is definitely something that is attainable and is possible within the field of medicine. So let's talk about your passion outside of medicine and how you make time for that. We also talk about like work-life balance, work-life integration. What does that look like for you and how do you make time for yourself and for your passions outside of medicine? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it took me a while to learn that balance, probably mm -hmm. up until just this past year, because <laughs> I was always in the book. But I feel like for me, enjoyment matters the most at the end of the day. So yeah. I'm not gonna skirt or slump on not enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, things I really enjoy doing outside of medicine, I love to write. I don't have the courage yet to share my writing with the world, but one day it's always been my goal to write a book. 
I always tell people I have three goals, to become a doctor, to become a mother, and to write a book. Those are my three goals. I love it. Halfway to one of them. (laughs) Let's see what happens with the other two. Yeah. But I just feel like it's important to have those things because it keeps you grounded. It reminds you that my identity is in medicine. My identity is hopefully a budding writer. It's a niece uh, mm-hmm. is being an auntie flying across the country to see her niece and nephews uh, whenever she gets the chance. Mm-hmm. It's being a kickboxing guru, maybe okay. getting yeah. there. Okay, okay. Um, trying to, I'm trying to learn how to kick some butt in these streets. <laughs> That's know. a necessary so, skill now for you. <laughs> yeah. Being a yeah. music playlist creator, it's just yes. like bringing people together. Like I love creating an atmosphere to bring people together, bring friends and family together. So as long as I'm enjoying and the people around me are enjoying that to me, that that's, that's my niche. I, I wish I had like something in particular that I did, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's all about enjoyment for me. Yeah. And so we move into the next portion, which is like sacrifice, sacrificing time, sacrificing years of your life. How do you deal with that sacrifice? Um, sacrifice is one thing that often deters people from this path, um, given that it's pretty demanding. How do you deal with that and navigate through having to give up so much to be in this field yeah I think I like one piece of advice is like finding your people because when you have those people like medicine doesn't seem as scary doesn't seem as isolating is and it's not just people in medicine but people outside of medicine yeah no this is not a one track this is not a journey that you do alone it really does take a village yeah um and it shouldn't I mean it can be scary and people are easily deterred but when you see like your friends are going through the trenches with you, it doesn't feel as bad. Like when you see the friends that you don't have in medicine are uplifting you and still keeping you up to date on what's going outside of the world because you've been in the library for the last three <laughs> hours, it makes it all that much better yeah. because yeah. you know that there's a whole crowd of people out there waiting for you and are excited to see what you're doing in this world. Yeah. Um, so finding your people who will uplift you like when you're because there will be days when you're just like who sent me to do this like who really sent me <laughs> to come here and yeah. do all of this yeah and it's those times because you can't pick yourself up you really can't you yeah. can't you need those people to lift you up so finding your people is critical and then knowing your why if you don't know your why you'll just be there studying for no reason you can yeah. memorize glycolysis for the 13,000th time but you need to know <sighs> learning glycolysis for XYZ patient. You're learning glycolysis for your patient who has diabetes. You're learning all of this at the end of the day for your why. So you have to know your why wholeheartedly because if you're just, if you don't know your why, if you don't have a why, then what are you, what is the reason? There's no reason to put yourself through all of this. And you, there's no reason to put yourself all through all through this and to not help your patients at the end of the day, because that's what we're here for, to help people, to take care of people, to heal people. And you need to have a why in order to do that the right way yeah okay so now like moving into this next portion one of the really interesting things i found out about you is as the best auntie ever you actually delivered your sister's baby i did i can did we, can we talk about that just for a little bit yes you really um, are that auntie I to labor at home and wow. we were there it was just a regular saturday um we were visiting my sister and next thing you know, her water broke. And next thing you know, I was calling 911. And the lady on the phone, God bless her heart, was telling me what to do, telling me to grab. I had my little sister running around grabbing me towels, grabbing a shoelace so I can like cut the umbilical cord. Wow. Um, it was a, frightening, but also like such a beautiful experience oh, because wow. 
I care about children so much, <laughs> as you can already tell. And I, yeah. I love my sister to death. She's like my person. She's the one who's really has made this journey that much easier. Wow. Um, wow. So it was a crazy experience, if we're being honest. Like that's genuinely a crazy experience. It's funny because my sister, um, her mother-in-law calls me midwife whenever she sees me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I have like the most beautiful niece in the world and she's just so amazing. And I'm just so grateful for my sister's help, for my niece's help. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's really, that just like, if that, if anything, that moment reaffirmed for me, like working with kids is what I want to do in the future. Wow. No, you're really the best on team. Yeah. 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 You're disagree, but I am the best on team. <laughs> the record show is really me. The best. Wow, I love that. My last question is, um, what are you looking forward to in this next chapter of being a med student, moving on into residency, becoming a MD? Um, what are some things that you're excited about in the future? Um, well, I'm excited to leave behind waiting for my resident to send me home. That is what I'm very much so looking forward to leaving all the way behind. But I think one thing I'm really excited about residencies, like I've had some really great residents as a third year yeah. and who have taught me, who have like shaped me and like have made me think of medicine in ways I didn't think of before. And I'm kind of excited to like pass that on to future medical students. Like I'm very excited to be like a senior resident talking to a third year med student, asking about their interests and kind of just like teaching and being there. Because at the end of the day, like I, I mentioned, I love mentorship. Yeah. And so bringing people behind me is important, is critical. And like, because I want to see more of us doing the damn thing, like, because we deserve to do the damn thing. So yeah. why not? Um, so I'm very excited for that. I'm really genuinely looking forward to teaching the next wave of medical students when I get the chance. And just working in medical education in general, I think that's what my where my interests lie. Because um, there's definitely a lot that can be revamped in our, the whole medical education sphere across the nation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to being a doctor. I'm looking forward to the MD after my name. It's been a, a long time coming, something I've been ah, wanting for 20 years. Yes. So. I'll be cheering you on. The people watching this are going to be cheering you on. Cheering you on, girl. Thank you for joining us.